Good evening. I'm Paul Rienzo with the headlines. President Joe Biden said the United States will push for a six-week pause in Israel's war on Gaza in a joint appearance with Jordan's King Abdullah at the White House on Monday. As the King and I discussed today, the United States is working on a hostage deal between Israel and Hamas, which would bring an immediate and sustained period of calm to Gaza for at least six weeks which we could then take the time to build something more enduring. The meeting comes as Israel has ordered more than a million refugees in the border city of Rafah to relocate in advance of an Israeli assault. Rafah is the last stop at the border with Egypt, with Cairo vowing to prevent refugees from crossing its borders. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says he's ready to prolong the war until victory. Those who say that under no circumstances should we enter Rafah are basically saying lose the war. Keep Hamas there. But King Abdullah of Jordan said forced removal of Palestinians, a new Nakba or catastrophe, must be stopped. The potential threat of Palestinian displacement beyond the borders of Gaza and the West Bank is something we view with extreme concern and cannot be allowed. On Monday, Biden made it clear it would be unacceptable for Israel to force Palestinians from Gaza. Exposed and vulnerable. They need to be protected. And we've also been clear from the start, we oppose any forced displacement of Palestinians from Gaza. The three-month war against Gaza, sparked by an assault by Hamas on Israel, led to an invasion and the deaths and disappearance of nearly 100,000 Palestinians. In election news, former President Donald Trump lambasted NATO in a speech in Conway, South Carolina over the weekend. He said if NATO members refused to pay more into the alliance led by the United States, he would refuse to defend them. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. And the money came flowing in. NATO was founded after World War II. It was the bulwark of Western opposition to the Soviet Union during the Cold War. It became relevant again after Russia invaded Ukraine. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby. Well, now you know I'm going to be careful. I can't talk about things that have been said on the campaign trail. All I can tell you is that under this particular president, President Biden, as commander-in-chief, NATO is now more relevant, stronger, bigger than it's ever been before. NATO members are committed to spending at least 2% of their GDP on defense. Most of them did not meet the goal last year. And news from the border. A convoy of anti-immigration fanatics calling themselves God's Army rallied against the federal government's immigration policies over the weekend in the town of Eagle Pass in southern Texas. The convoy was made up of supporters of the QAnon conspiracy, election denialists, and Christian nationalists. Residents of Eagle Pass held signs demanding compassion and justice as they protested the convoy. Today, downtown, was the first day that I felt unsafe just walking down the street in broad daylight. Heidi Byrick is with the Global Project Against Hate and Extremism. They had some religious ceremonies that they participated in while they were down there, baptisms and things like that. And it was kind of like a MAGA gathering that occurred. But the whole focus is about the border, about backing Governor Greg Abbott. Byrick adds she doesn't fear the extremist rally, but the disturbed people who might be influenced. And the South Texas Proud Boys told people to go and get your guns and go down to the border. Other neo-Nazi groups said similar kinds of things over the weekend. And, you know, what people like me really worry about are lone uh, wolf actors 
who might get riled up by this and do something terrible like happened at the El Paso Walmart back in 2019. And in local news, New York City faces its first big snowfall of the winter. Commissioner of Emergency Management, Zach Iskell. We're expecting five to eight inches of snow. We'll start with rain around midnight tonight with a shift to snow sometime in the early mornings. We could see rates of one to two inches per hour. This could lead to difficult travel and low visibility for the morning commute. Kids can expect to stay home, but schools Chancellor David Banks says, don't call it a snow day. Our schools are still in session just differently. And so um, the long gone are the days of uh, uh, just a snow day and everybody just has off. So we're going to have a big snowstorm, most likely, but our students, we expect for them to be fully engaged. Paul DiRienzo, New York.